0: This is Cultivate a Good Life, Episode 11, Overcoming Discouragement. I'm just in a good mood. I'm happy to be here. Me too. I know. I'm Becky Higgins. We didn't do that part. I
1: like it though. This is different. Well... I like it.
0: Should we see who we are? What if this is the first episode? How about this? I'm
1: Becky. I'm Becky. Figure it out. (laughs) Just kidding. kidding. I'm Becky Proudfit, and with me is my friend and co host, Becky Higgins. Oh my gosh, I
0: like that. Should we do that? Thank you. No, that's really good. I'm really happy to be here with you. Aw, thanks. But I'm really, really happy. I mean, I like you. Right. I love you.
1: But I really like am so stoked about who we have on the show with us today. Me too. So yeah. do you guys remember, I think it was episode three, mm. when I was talking about I had a friend who was a soul sister who you could like lay in bed with and not say yes. anything and it was I, awesome. I very much remember that. And then she moved and I bawled and my husband got afraid. <laughs> That's when I realized you weren't talking about me. Right. That's okay. So that friend, that very <laughs> soul sister friend is here with us today amanda taylor amanda
2: welcome to our little podcast yeah thank you and truly i am honored this is really exciting for me oh you're cute
0: (laughs) it's really fun before we dive too much into the topic at hand with amanda we are really pleased to share with you this week's sponsor In episodes 9 and 10, we shared with you a little about our recent and fantastic experiences using MyHeritage.com for building and expanding our respective family trees and also taking the MyHeritage DNA test. We have something really, really exciting to share now. I have partnered with MyHeritage to create a special and limited edition gift box called the Family Discovery Kit.
1: Now, you guys know that Becky still needs to help me get a handle on my scrapbooking, but this, I can do this. The Family Discovery Kit includes everything you need in order to discover, preserve, and share your family history. You get a MyHeritage DNA Kit three months of access to everything on myheritage.com, a special edition Project Life photo album with the divided pages already stitched in, an exclusive Project Life value kit which has 180 gorgeously designed journaling cards to slip into pages, and even a couple of yummy candles. All of that comes packaged in a pretty memory-keeping box. The
0: Family Discovery Kit is the perfect gift for those who already are into family history and scrapbooking and memory-keeping or who want to get into it. So you can get more details about this exclusive product that cannot be found in stores or anywhere else online. You can go to cm.myheritage.com forward slash kit. You'll see a video there of me actually doing the DNA kit and putting the Family Heritage scrapbook together. That website is also where you can pre-order the kit and get it before Christmas. So the price on this, it's exceptional, guys. It's just $119 instead of $199, which, guys, hello, 40% off. But you have to get it now, um, and keep in mind that it is a limited edition, so the number of available kits is pretty small. So get on that, sister, okay? cm.myheritage.com forward slash kit. Well, usually we like to share an iTunes review, and we do love your reviews. And thank you for continuing to share those. But I got to be honest with you. I'm just feeling like, can we just get right
1: into the topic? Yeah, I don't want to take one minute away yeah. from Amanda. No, because, this is going to be good. Yeah. So let me tell you a little bit about Amanda. Let's do it. She is one of those people who is maybe, she can articulate my feelings better than I can. Is she your therapist or your friend? All of the above. <laughs> Every last thing. She is the best and she has had some really unique and special experiences in life that have really helped to teach me mm-hmm. um to be a better person and to deal with the topic we're talking about today which I think so many listeners myself included deal with on a daily basis and that is discouragement. Yeah. And yeah. so I don't really want to take any time because no. she's way cooler than me. So
0: <laughs> I want to say thank you, Amanda, yes. not just for being on the show, but thanks for preparing my friend for the past – how long have you guys been friends? Ten years. Ten years. Preparing Ten her years. mentally and emotionally to uh, – Be to, a grown woman. To be <laughs> a grown-up, <laughs> to be prepared for doing this podcast. Because I, I know how much you mean to her. Um, It, it just – I was just saying before we started recording, like – this isn't something that everybody gets in life. A friend like that, that is truly that close, that you just you practically read each other's minds and finish mm-hmm. each other's sentences, and it's pretty awesome. Anyway, st- pretty enough of my talking. Like, thank you, Amanda. Seriously, for being here. Well, this is fun.
2: May I just say, I told you I was honored before, but now I'm going to say I'm grateful because I know Aww. that you all have the, you know, you're trying to use as many different kinds of. Expressions. Oh as yes! You can. Oh, it sounds
0: like somebody's listening to I've the show. i oh, am super and grateful that Amanda's on the show. super
2: happy to be here. Yay! Um, but
0: maybe a little more space. A little more space. Mic- yes, yeah, we're okay. we're trying to make sure that we have the right distances with our microphones. Hopefully Listen, this is I'm good. a rookie, so
2: I would appreciate all of your patience. Oh jeez, you're going to be great when it comes to my uh, my podcast skills. Oh jeez, you're
0: going to be so good. No, you're going to be so good. So you. You really felt pretty strong about what you wanted to talk about, and we're along for the ride. So, where where does the, where does this come from when you when you think about discouragement? Um, like Becky said, we know that most I'm going to say women, especially, oh, yes. relate to that, and it looks very different for everybody. But what is this? Where is this coming from for for you? Why is this something that you wanted to talk about?
2: Well, I think one of the true gifts in life that we are given is to have a community of women that we can share our experiences and we can, you know, really just feel connected to one another and know that we're not in this alone and that we have each other. Mm -hmm. And my experience has been probably something that many of the listeners out there have experienced, and I'm gonna, I'll elaborate that, on, I'll elaborate on that a little further. Um, but there are all kinds of situations where m- most all of us have experienced disappointments and carry heavy and serious burdens, and and you know life is full of those kinds of things. And if we're having a reprieve from that, many of our loved ones often are going through really difficult things. And, um, I just feel like it's something that for you all to know that you're not alone and that I'm not alone and that we really can share our experiences and help each other to recognize that truly we have each other and we share a lot of the same burdens because everybody has a different experience, but we all, there's some common themes and some common threads that I think that hopefully my experience will add to what you're going through and maybe you can glean something from what I've been through.
0: And that's why we're, that's why we're having you here. And that's Mm -hmm. what I think we both feel like is, is going to happen. So,
2: Yeah. yeah. So having said that, let me give you a little background on me. Um, I am someone who, whether it's my chemistry, my hormones, my disposition. I am someone who has naturally filters the world and my perception, um, through anxiety. Mm -hmm. Now I know that anxiety comes to many people at various times in our lives and it, and it's often situational, but this is something that, that is a part of my disposition. In fact, my husband has sometimes called me chicken little oh, and I love you know, that. that little folk tale oh, where mm-hmm. the chicken is sure that disaster is imminent and right. the sky is falling totally um that for some reason early on in my childhood I would hear things I would I would be a part of situations and I would just be gripped with pretty debilitating fear concern worry um I went through a total phase in my childhood where I couldn't even go to sleep without the presence of someone nearby because I thought I was going to go unconscious and never wake up. I just, I think I, I, I absorbed things pretty deeply and Mm -hmm. I just had a lot of worry Mm -hmm. and stress and those anxious feelings that you get were, were easily accessed in my mind. And, uh, I, I don't know where it comes from, but I know it's probably not situational because it's been there. It's been a constant thread in my life. Sure, right. Um, but as we get older and we recognize, you know, the sky is not falling, but there are actual real problems to solve and concerns that we have, um, you know, anxiety and sometimes depression took on a totally different face. So when when I first got married... My husband and I immediately, not immediately, about six months after we got married, um, we were pregnant with our first child. And whatever happened with my body chemistry or the hormones or whatever, um, the anxiety and depression really worsened. And
0: while you were pregnant? While mm-hmm. I was pregnant. And
2: I was also physically really ill. And so yeah. I had nausea and vomiting for a good five months of my pregnancy and it was Super just
0: fun for a newlywed couple like that and bless my husband <laughs> right,
2: because for he him. could have been like what is yeah. going on no I, I totally
1: relate to that yeah. as you know we got pregnant very quickly after we were married and same thing I have horrible vomiting and man I tell you what nothing makes a husband and wife grow closer together you just strip those barriers right away by letting your husband see you vomit over a bathroom somewhere
0: nothing
1: mm-hmm. will draw you closer and strip those little inhibitions you the have only down thing that could draw you closer is our
0: experiences which is that david had to stick a big fat horse needle in my behind oh. every day for 12 weeks to sustain the pregnancy because oh. we couldn't get pregnant but anyway like the yeah, business of having away. babies right? is
2: not for the faint of heart no. i tell you what it's and not. bless it's all of those women out there that walk around glowing with Birds sneeze their babies out.
1: <laughs> twinkling feel so empowered. Birds twinkling
2: stars twinkling Birds I, like I want to
1: die and I also want to kill everyone.
2: <laughs> Amen. Um That's a thing. Yeah. yeah some people else. do have
0: great pregnancies. It's I'm so, so happy for them. I really know, I genuinely no, say I, that. I, I really agree. am. You I should agree. all
2: have ten babies just for those of us who struggled through right. that situation. <laughs> but so you get pregnant and so you get soon. Pregnant, sick and depression and,
0: and anxiety were like kind of kicking in yes mm-hmm. and i think
2: the depression I, anyone that's ever been physically ill for a long period of time it yeah. is discouraging very mm-hmm. much I, you know there are so many things my niece has been diagnosed with Lyme disease and she is in chronic pain and the amount of the mental anguish that is, it's, yes. it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And it m- wears you down yeah. and, and the depression often sets in. And so I don't even know if it was situational or if it was chemical. Mm-hmm. It, it or maybe even a combination of both. It doesn't have truly, to be one or
1: the other. You can have right. a chemical something that rears its head when a situation
2: is very difficult. Right. Yeah. And I'm not a doctor. I just have my own experience to share. And so this is, this is me, you know, musing about how this came to be and how, you know, I, I managed and dealt and, and worked worked through it. it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and you can, you can say now that you're, you're on the other side of that. You're not Mm -hmm. in the thick of it right now. And I think that that's why it felt so impressive. If that's the word I can use for Becky and I to have you Mm -hmm. speak about this, because it's one thing to, to be like, yeah, me too. And I'm in that, but Mm -hmm. to be able to have worked through so many of those challenges with very specific strategies and tools, Mm -hmm. that's what you're going to address. I I think that that so many people can benefit from hearing that for sure.
2: Right. So then, so anyway, I, to make a long story short, I went through about six years of this because the babies kept coming. I have four little ones in well, they're not so little anymore, but I have four kids and I had them in a span of six and a half years. And oh, between the pregnancies, the postpartum, mm-hmm. the demands of early motherhood, mm-hmm. yeah. young motherhood, the the isolation yes. from the outside world, the changes in your body, there are so many things. And for me, it was a really dark time and it lasted for a long time. Uh, the other thing is that we weren't immune to other challenges in our life. We went through job loss, and you know, we were financially pretty strapped, and we just had a lot of a lot of life to to carry at that time. And I I look back on that time, and I think, wow, it was such a dark time, but it was also it just really helped me. It was like a boomerang to a new place. And so that's, that's kind of what I want to share is that, you know, I went through six years of life that really kicked my trash and it, and it, I remember having the thought at that time, you know, I didn't think that I would, I didn't think that I would be such a failure at life. I didn't think that this is the way it was going to turn out for me. I thought that Mm -hmm. I would do better at this adult thing or at this, Mm -hmm. you know, at life. And, and I just felt so discouraged and I felt, and I felt like a failure Mm -hmm. at just trying to stay above water, trying to survive. And I remember many of my prayers were, please just help me to stay afloat Mm -hmm. and help me get through another day. Yeah. It
1: was about surviving and, Did you feel like you had a lot of um, guilt? Because I think for me, and I've talked about this in the podcast earlier, that isolating time you talk about, I carried a lot of guilt because I had an expectation for myself that I didn't realize I had had that when you see your baby for the first time it's overwhelming love and instantly falling in love and and I had all these kind of romantic notions about what that period in my life would look like and feel like and sound like and I felt so guilty and I felt like there was something wrong with me that I didn't have a lot of those feelings and it just wasn't that way for me it wasn't that romantic version that you see on the movies and 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 I carried a lot of shame that there was something wrong with me that I didn't that I wasn't doing it right or I wasn't feeling the way that I should be. There's I... a definite connection
0: between discouragement and shame. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. and, and side note related to that, um, I love that you, Amanda, felt so um, strongly that the title of this episode needed to be that it had to include Discouragement, Overcoming Discouragement. Is that what we called this? Overcoming yes. Discouragement. discouragement. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind like you, you could have called this something, we could have called this something about anxiety or the pit of despair. Yeah. Or that, (laughs) but discouragement, who doesn't connect Mm -hmm. with that?
2: Yeah. I, well, and I think we've all had situations in our life where we expected it to go one way and it so didn't. And isn't that how most
1: situations are? I mean, really, we build things up in our mind about how we think it's going to go I mean, that's just the course of life. It Pretty never much. goes the way you think it's going to go. Most and it's, of the time. And it's yeah. like that in most situations. Right. And it's how we take what we're given and take what is and deal with it is is exactly, like you said, it boomerangs you into your next phase of life, into your next, into right. your next thing. Absolutely. Well, and
2: even if you don't think that there is strength being gained and learning going on mm-hmm. and you're not progressing as a person, you are. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that I felt like a failure for 6 or 7 years. I was I felt like mm-hmm. I'm getting more vulnerable, I'm getting more weak. Hmm. That's how I felt. But looking back, that absolutely wasn't the case and there're so many things I wish I could go back and tell that version of myself. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. So I actually was thinking yeah. like if
0: you could go back, I don't know if you were going to go there and what you wanted to discuss, but if you could go back, is there like one or two main things that you wish you could tell your younger version of of what to do differently, like an actionable something different that you would have done if you could go back?
2: Absolutely. I, I think that I didn't realize in that moment that some of I I was really, really hard on myself. And I wish that I would have gone back and done a little more self-care.
0: Okay. Meaning not
2: just mentally, in all areas, mentally, emotionally, physically. I would have have been more patient with myself. I would have made sure that I uh, checked in with friends and loved ones more often when I was in that dark place. Uh, I was afraid and ashamed. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of wanted to hide a little Mm, bit because I, I... I saw a lot of what I perceived were people that were thriving in this phase of life. And, mm-hmm. and they had it down. And I felt a lot of those shame and guilt feelings. And I would tell my husband, I love our children so much, but I am not, I'm not happy. And I was so, I was struggling with that. So there was a situation in my life that really was the turning point for me um, I, I was at the end of my fourth pregnancy and I really, I felt like a shell of a person because I never fully recovered after each mm-hmm. baby. I kind of, yeah. it was kind of like this just never ending stream of ups and downs. And of course there were moments of joy and good things, but the underlying theme, I, it was a real struggle. The That's whole a lot. Time. I mean, people, women, if you are in those childbearing years,
1: just hear me when I say, What your body is going through, what your hormones are going through, it's real and it's hard. And it's not just like nine months. It's, you know, like Becky was saying, she had to do hormone treatments and infertility things that were a complete and separate experience aside from pregnancy Mm -hmm. and then being pregnant and then your body recovering from pregnancy. And so I love that you said the be patient because it really is a physiological thing going on with your body. Combined with sleep deprivation, combined with whatever else is being heaped upon you, which I'm sure there's something because I know there was for us. So be patient with yourself and recognize that what you're going through, and I can't even imagine in six years for, like that was just a constant state of turmoil your body was in. Yeah. And so that, not not to mention Holy garbage! Like four kids under six. Well, wow.
0: Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Like, oh, and oh, and by the way, you're mm-hmm. taking care of another
2: human, right. right? Or several other. Oh, and by the way, you're growing for humans in right. that time period. Right. Yeah. I think if I would have laid on the couch the whole time, right? I still, I, I created my body beings. Yeah, created four human beings. So, you know, looking back. I was absolutely not a failure, but I, I was wracked with so many of those negative emotions that we feel. And I had some learning that went on after those six years that I feel like I wish I would have applied during it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have it now and I, and, and now you that's share why I feel it. passionate about <laughs> yeah. about passing it on to whoever's going through something. Yeah. and, mm-hmm. And I know people, I have loved ones right now that are going through things. And it is discouraging because a lot of things stay with us. Some things are permanent. Some things are very long term. Some things we don't have solutions for immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm talking about all kinds of things. Terminal illness, financial difficulties, Mm -hmm. um, disabilities, children with needs, Mm -hmm. death, loss, grief. There's just there are so many things but that those feelings of discouragement and failure and hopelessness and powerlessness they're present in all of those situations yeah so at the end of my fourth pregnancy there was a there was a conference that was being held um for the women in our church and i didn't want to go because i just I didn't want to go. Right. Yeah, um, you weren't feeling it. Yeah, you wanted to go I to just, bed. I just, I was like, I get if it. I have to go and listen to someone to tell me how I can be this and that and have more faith and be, right. yeah, exactly. be shiny <laughs> and do the things, yeah. I, I think I'm going to barf. Right. right. So I just, I, uh, my attitude was terrible and I didn't want to go, but my husband, knowing, knowing that the result would be different, he just nudged me out the door and said, you'll, you'll feel better. Good for mm-hmm. him. Yeah. And he just knows that I can go and chit chat with other women, and mm-hmm. you know, have a moment to myself. Going to say, and, and just go and be without right. children for a minute probably
1: was a great the little crawling in that time. all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway,
2: mm-hmm. I went, and I, I told you my attitude was not great. Mm-hmm. And as I sat there, uh, someone gave a talk, and it it totally changed my life. And it was as and as it was as if God just knew exactly the thoughts that I w- was having at that time. Mm-hmm. And he just sprinkled a little nugget just to give me some that, peace, h- some hope. Mm-hmm. Hope was the biggest feeling that I gained from that. And the main message and takeaway I got from that talk, that talk was called happiness, our heritage, by the way. So it was all about having the power to be happy mm-hmm. and my main takeaway, my main takeaway from that talk was that the power is within me. I can do something Mm -hmm. to change my personal state of happiness. And he gave two actionable items that we can do to change our, change our, our circumstances. And I actually not change our circumstances yeah, change. necessarily, but change our perspective, yes. change our perspective. And I walked away and I have thought about that. That was a turning point in my life. So if it's okay, can I dive into those please. two yeah, actionable do. items that, and, that we And we'll also about. put our
0: finger on that link to that. T- is that available yes. online? Okay. Yes. We'll definitely share that in the show notes so that people can, if they want to see the full Yeah, the full talk. Hear the full talk. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Okay. So he talked about we as beings are innately creative. We gain and are fulfilled by the things that we create just in our human experience. And he, and at first I was like, okay, I'm not the creative type. I don't craft. I don't, what? i, she I was said not scrapbook. i know hi my name is becky and
1: i don't scrapbook either it's fine <laughs> oh,
2: okay but i'm not that crafty person that like makes things right and that's what you're thinking when he so says, at first right, when yeah. he said you're he like said, great Create. another
1: thing i suck at <laughs> right
2: but then he s- started talking about And if you think about it, the fundamental definition of create is to bring something into existence that didn't exist before. So Mm -hmm. he talked about creating a habit of prayer, beautifying a space, creating an action plan to accomplish a goal. You know, those type of things, I started to think, oh, wow, that's that's totally different can, than what I can do that. That's a yeah. different
0: way to look at what creating actually mm-hmm. means.
2: Right. And as I've pondered that concept, I it's not just about creating, it's about being proactive in your life. It's about engaging and considering your gifts and your skills and the things that you were born for, and then engaging in the world and, and sharing those things with the world. I just want to interject here about the
1: talents, because I think what you said there is using your gifts and talents. And I think a lot of people get confused by that and think that it needs to be talents? like playing the violin <laughs> right. or, you know, I don't know, performing in a sport. Every person Like for real, every person has gifts and talents. And so if you don't know what your gifts and talents are, spend some time and really try to figure it out. And if you can't figure it out, go ask people who love you because they will tell you what your gifts and your talents are. And then you'll have a starting place to know in the areas you
2: can and should be creating. And you know what else falls into the category of creating? How about learning a new skill? Mm -hmm, Are there things that you have always wanted to learn or do that you're just finding reasons not to? Mm -hmm. Taking a class, teaching a class, you know, all of these things, there is just this... Fulfillment that happens—it's—it's mm-hmm. it's kind of magical when when you find something that you're good at and you share it with the world, or you learn mm-hmm. something from someone who has a skill and yeah. talent. Um, it really fills you up. I mean, I've I've had I taught a little exercise class once at at a. Okay, gym. I just want you to know, I know. that Fun fact, I I don't know. I'm very close that. to
1: this woman. I have never in my life heard this so I'm you don't know that I had
2: you taught an exercise yes I can actually picture you doing that was it step aerobics it's a little bit embarrassing (gasps) because no it wasn't step aerobics but it's a little bit embarrassing so I was it water aerobics (laughs) no I had this stint in the 90s where I really enjoyed myself a good aerobics class and I was I took so many that I could probably teach it in my sleep and Mm -hmm. there was there was like this this mom's club that were kind of looking for that kind of thing, and mm. I don't know i it was kind of in that That's in hilarious. that time of life and uh-huh. I piped up and said, oh
1: God, "Good I'll for do it.
2: you and I said, <laughs> "I'll do it and there were a couple of us that did it. We switched off, but I'm telling you. Okay, my husband made so much fun of me because I would be practicing uh-huh. like in okay, that's a, the cute. spare bedroom. That is the and greatest. And I'd I've like ever heard, and I'd be pretending that I was teaching. Yes. You know, so I'd be like, "Come oh on, gosh. did you go. get like the
1: good microphone?" And you're like, no, it, okay, oh. it wasn't
2: that big of a deal. It was like a little boombox with ten ladies. That but, is so great, though. Epic. But oh, I love that. It was really fulfilling. I mm-hmm. I loved doing that and. And it was especially fulfilling when I knew that there were these ladies that would come and and they would get this workout with me. And Mm -hmm. it was so minimal and such a small thing. But it was... It fulfilled you. It did. It It fulfilled me. It was hope. And who cares if you're not the, you know, CrossFit gym instructor and you're not that's not you're not that's you're not professional right. or whatever but you're sharing yeah. you're sharing mm-hmm. look I've had I can do this and I'm sharing and mm-hmm. so when you consider what you can create in life the possibilities are endless and I I've had the most fulfilling times in my life are times where I have made an action plan mm-hmm. to do something to learn a new skill to have a goal. I I did a little bit of running back in the day and I, you know, I made plans and prepared and ran some races and that was it was huge for me especially in my young motherhood because that was something that I was pretty good at and mm-hmm. I could do and and you worked
1: toward it. And I worked toward yeah. it
2: and I and I felt the effects of it. Um
1: and I think there's something about Physical activity, that really is such a powerful combating tool
2: against anxiety and depression. Hey, listen, we could have a whole other podcast Mm -hmm. on self-care and the things that I have to do on a daily basis (laughs) to combat those feelings of Mm -hmm. anxiety and Mm -hmm. concern because that's just a place my mind goes to easily. And
0: that works for you correct? Is that what I'm understanding? Like yes. You the, well, there, there are several
2: factors mm-hmm. that go into place and there are things that I exercise emotionally, physically, spiritually, and mentally mm-hmm. that I have to take care of every day or I feel myself start to wilt mm-hmm. or start, I, I can feel it creeping back into my life. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole other topic. But yeah. But thank
0: goodness you identified those things and
1: you yes. made a plan
2: and you practice yes. them. You actually put that into your life. And truthfully, that's a part of the creating. I, right. it is, if you you're pay creating attention a plan, and evaluate yeah. mm-hmm. what you need and put that into practice. I created, I, I put myself on a regimen and I, and I made that happen. And that brings me to my other point that I want to mention the, The great part about creating is that you're doing something. I think sometimes we are in circumstances in life that make us feel like the victim of our circumstance. And the worst thing in the world is to feel powerless and to Mm -hmm. feel like you're a victim. And And it gets even worse when emotionally you find yourself in the victim loop and you're having thoughts and feelings of that you don't have any control of your circumstances, and you feel stuck, and you feel, mm-hmm. and those things, even when you can't change your circumstances, you can absolutely change your perspective. Totally. Um, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about by that victim loop where oh you yeah. you don't take the responsibility Yep-hmm. of your circumstances, yeah. yep. um, and even if you don't have the ability to change that burden. Whatever it is that you're carrying yeah. at that time, even if you take ownership and are proactive in other areas of your life, it truly makes an impact and can change your your. You feel empowered and you feel you feel able to move forward, move forward, to move forward
1: in mm-hmm. a direction because that feeling of being stuck is the worst. It is the worst. Yeah, and just being able to move forward in a direction, any direction. Feels really, really good, and
2: it's really, really important. Yeah. So the the second actionable item I took from that talk that night was compassion, and I know you ladies have talked a lot about compassion in your other, um, in your other episodes of your podcast. Just engaging with the world around you and and looking outside of yourself to find someone that you can serve that you can help. Because there is so much in, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much going on with the people around us. Mm-hmm. And if we look outside of ourselves and think, how can I help lift them?
1: Mm-hmm. How
2: can I lift their burdens in some way? And it, it changes our perspective. One is we end up feeling gratitude for a lot of the things that we have in our lives. And we also feel connected to those women that we serve. We feel love. We feel charity in our hearts. And looking outside of yourself is... It's always a good solution. It's always a good solution. Because suddenly the focus isn't totally on you. Mm -hmm. And one thing I know about anxiety and depression and some of those things is you have one of your defense mechanisms, or at least one of my defense mechanisms, is to retreat inwardly. Right. And that's the worst thing you can do. Because you are you're not helping yourself or anyone around you. Yeah. Um, I imagine
1: too, this exercise we're talking about, about looking outside of yourself is such an important one, but it is really important to note that when you are stuck in that victim loop, like Amanda was saying, this exercise of looking outside yourself, to be quite honest, is hard and it's uncomfortable and it feels unnatural. Like it has to be an intentional effort that you make regardless of how hard it is to just put forth some effort to get outside of yourself and serve. But the great thing about it is when you lift another's burden, you literally can't help, but have your own, your own burdens lifted as well. And that's the beauty of it. That is, that is the blessing is not only are you able to help someone, but it lessens the load of things that you're feeling in your life as well.
2: It's amazing. Yeah. So the other thing, too, is that when you're being compassionate toward other people, take a minute to be compassionate to yourself. And to, even if it takes writing it down, evaluate the all the good that you're doing, all the good that's in your life.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: sometimes we can't control what we're feeling. And we sometimes it's really difficult to even control our thoughts. But if we act somehow we can break that cycle of negativity and just being inside of our head. Mm-hmm. Um, if we get outside of ourselves and we act that that's a huge, yeah, it just kind of breaks that cycle of negativity and be our kind
1: to yourself. Yes. I mean, if that is one thing you can take away, I feel like as women, we have such high expectations for ourselves and we are, our own worst enemies oh, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. We are our biggest critics. You know, we're the quickest ones to point out when something's wrong. In fact, I'm totally gonna throw Amanda <laughs> under the bus here. There she goes so we came into Amanda's house tonight to oh record this episode. Her home is beautiful. It's warm. It's inviting. She had made us a beautiful dinner, which is one of her talents. She is just an awesome decorator and makes the yummiest food and just that is all something around, like the best experience right? ever walking to just just it was like yeah. a warm hug mm-hmm. in every sense of the mm-hmm. word and to be honest like i really struggle with dinners these days and figuring that out and <laughs> and you know the first thing as we're saying oh this is so awesome and she's oh darn it that's probably a little cold because we were late getting in well and, and the second thing she said is oh so you
0: because so, I was complimenting her home because this is the first time I've been in her yeah. new home because she moved recently. And, and she's like, well, there's a couple projects that we still need. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Stop with your apologies about what isn't right. Like, are you serious?
1: But don't we all do that? Yes. I do that all the time. Yeah. yeah, I will serve a meal or do anything and say, I'm so sorry that I didn't. And I, I uh-huh. it's like I attack myself first, maybe out of some like, Weird, deep down fear that someone else is gonna attack me first. I don't know, but why
2: do we do that? Why do we do that? Why? Why? Because I'm the worst. Yeah, you are. Let me say, (laughs) let me say that a second time. I'm (laughs) the worst. These ladies know that. I, I struggle. It's a thing. I struggle. I'm really hard on myself, and. I'm always aware of what's missing, what's not measuring up, what's not happening. And I think it's part of my disposition Mm -hmm. of, you know, just... Do you think though, and I wonder guys,
1: do you think that somewhere deep down as women, we think that we don't want to elevate ourselves for fear that it's going to look prideful Hmm. or self-serving. Do you think that somewhere deep down we feel like taking this kind of self-deprecating approach is more... Humble and interesting, right? Do you get I what I'm saying? Know. I do, but I don't know. I, 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 I don't not know. in my
2: case because I'm I'm not like trying to be humble. I really struggle with <laughs> with seeing the good in yeah. myself, and I that is a personal problem. I I have a challenge for you. Okay. Ooh. You're wow. Wrong. I have a
0: challenge
1: for you that looks a little like this. Okay. Um. And maybe for all the listeners too, because okay. I'm certain that there is oh, the a Amanda's lot of people alone. out there. <laughs> I do the same thing sometimes. I else. think most of us do. Yeah.
0: Okay. This challenge is for everybody, myself included. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow. The tomorrow. day after. Um, today. You, you, <laughs> 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 you are so smart. So Thank insightful. Becky, what can I say? <laughs> tomorrow, meaning, you know, or maybe the rest of today. It depends on, on what time of day you're listening to the uh. episode because we, we're we not going to make any assumptions. Um, today or Tomorrow how about for a good solid 24 hours you make a very conscious decision that you will not apologize or disclaim or say sorry give a qualifying statement qualifying statements none of that and this is maybe easier said than done because you probably have tried to do this in your life but if you haven't in a while like tried that try to like literally stop yourself as soon as you because i had to stop you when you were yeah you to- mean
2: just say thank you
0: That's a novel
2: You look beautiful. Thank you.
0: Amanda, you have the the greatest personality.
2: Thank
1: you. Your home is lovely. Oh, thank you. And you smell like a rose. So this
0: is good warm-up, good practice. I I really enjoy this, by the way. This might feel a little icky for a
1: minute, though. Like, there probably Mm -hmm. is going to be... And honestly, I would recommend, like, printing out or writing on a paper. Like, be kind to yourself. Put it up there so that... because. Yeah, breaking behaviors, sometimes you find yourself like on auto mode doing it and you don't even realize it until you're really trying to stop it. And
0: Mm -hmm. so maybe
2: having like a written reminder of like...
0: Yeah. Okay, and I have to interject
2: here because the funny part is even though I'm so bad at this, I absolutely know I've, I've done some thought work and I know how to improve on this do you we actually all of us as individuals we give ourselves affirmations every day and we think of affirmations as positive affirmations but there can also be negative affirmations okay Mm -hmm. and so we all we all have the self-talk going on in our brains all day long and I don't necessarily have the negative self-talk like oh I'm ugly i'm stinky and i'm terrible i don't have that <laughs> you're none of those things but no, i you're do not. have oh i need to work on this oh i'm mm-hmm. not i'm not really measuring up here oh i i missed this or i i didn't do this mm-hmm. that that kind of stuff is ever present in my right. brain and so there is actual thought work that i need to do and put into practice where i like you said mm-hmm. stop that negative self-talk and stop apologizing right stop apologizing stop claiming right right yeah. because I want you to know that I'm aware of my weaknesses mm-hmm. before you can observe Point them, them out. yourself mm-hmm. exactly yeah. mm-hmm.
0: well and just in relationships i I actually made a conscious dis- I'm sharing this just because I went through this um, uh, exercise years ago and I did it because i I caught somebody um, telling me to not apologize for something really small. I don't even remember who it was or what it was, or it was not a big yeah. deal, but I just was like, oh, sorry, I didn't. And they're like, sorry about what? Like, it's fine. And it caught my attention in a way that I was like, you know what? Why are any of us apologizing for anything? Why do we have to mm-hmm. say sorry about anything? It sounds, I think that we come across far more confident and far more interested in the other person when we're not thinking so much about ourselves that we have to apologize for things that we think that we're not doing right. right. How right. about like just exude love, be interested in the other person instead of what you have to apologize for about yourself. It's yeah, actually it's,
2: a pretty selfish perspective when you're constantly yeah. when you're constantly Which makes a on lot your, of sense. your faults. If you yeah. just get over yourself. Yeah. and access other people and help lift and build them there's no way like becky said like bp said becky profit there's no way that you can't be influenced by that yourself yeah Um, so when we talk about compassion compassion for others but also compassion for yourself and ladies and gentlemen if you're out there i'm talking to myself more than anyone else because i this is still something that I struggle with every day, and I need to. Mm-hmm. And I need to. Work, work is it. constant. Yes,
0: I gotta bring you back a few minutes mm-hmm. ago. You said something that I cannot get past. Okay. Mm. You mentioned it. You mentioned it really quick and passing. I'm like, whoa, we gotta go back to whoa. that because you said something about even if you have to write it down, whatever you know. And I, I'm a memory keeper. I'm yes. a record keeper. I write and I record and I preserve memories, and that's mm-hmm. such a piece of me, and it's a part of who I am what does that look like for you? Do you keep a journal where you actually like write down some thoughts and feelings that help you kind of, co- is that a coping mechanism for you?
1: Yes.
2: Or
0: like, what does that look like in so, your life?
2: Even a few years ago, I had a really wise friend tell me that it's not really real until you write it down. Mm-hmm. And, and the process of writing a thought or a feeling or an idea down, it like solidifies it mm-hmm. and it makes it more real. And so I have practiced that a little bit. And my, my journal keeping isn't, isn't really systematic. It's not like I, I make journal entries, but I do do a lot of thought work in, Mm -hmm. in, in, uh, journals. I did an anxiety workbook back in the day and it was really helpful to write things down and to identify it Mm -hmm. because if you don't acknowledge something and evaluate it, it, it just keeps, Recycling in that your mind, sense. you know, yeah. and so to can, put it down on yeah. paper and look at it and solidify it a little bit that really helps. So, a lot of times, I do the practice of the gratitude journal where you just make a list. Mm-hmm. I just make a list of all the positives yeah. in my life, and that I mean, it is not hard to do. I mm-hmm. mean, if you no, try to make a thinking about right? it, if you try to make a list of all the positives in your life, it is a long list. And, and when you
1: start, like kind of what you were alluding mm-hmm. to, when you start it like perpetuates itself. Mm -hmm. Like you keep finding more and more and more just little tiny, you know, seemingly insignificant things that you can recognize as blessings. But the list heads up quickly, doesn't it?
0: Well, what you water grows. Mm -hmm. We know that. So when you spend more time and energy on that, then it will, then it will manifest itself even more. And I, I don't know your style on this. Um, but in terms of like, Mem- um recording the thoughts and feelings of journals whatever um in my experience the more i've done that the, like you said the more i write it down and record it the more it's like a, it becomes more real and so right. i have felt so many things in my life be strengthened because i'm writing them down mm-hmm. are you writing things down in a way that your children will perhaps I really don't know so I'm asking sincerely would your would your kids maybe benefit from that if they read them later or do mm-hmm. you mean for these to be very personal and really for your only only for your eyes and you're going to burn them later <laughs> like <laughs> right. is it both is it
2: Well so since I've moved back I've moved back closer to my family and my parents are getting a little bit older and I've actually really considered writing down a lot of my experiences um in my childhood i want to interview my parents and kind of get their take on how things went and That's interview awesome. my siblings and you know even even my grandparents they're passed away but just getting my siblings
0: yeah their um, stories, stories mm-hmm. and
2: and all those things down on paper and really my experiences because i've already i've already known that the anxiety has been passed down to my children it's been manifest in some of their lives and so uh, that's not the only thing I want to write about, but keeping a history Mm -hmm. and writing down my experiences. I think one, I can look back on those things and really reflect and, and see, you know, where the progress has been made. Yeah. But also my children can learn from those experiences. I would really, I would love to have journals from my grandparents or my great grandparents and, and to hear their histories and, maybe they went through similar things. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have a great grandmother out there that has the same disposition as yeah. I did mm-hmm. and she struggled with some of these things. Um and how and awesome. how would I have known right. other than she wrote it down. And so I've actually been thinking a lot about um writing it down in kind of a more systematic way instead of, you know, I've got a lot of here and there journaling, but yeah just to really put my experiences down so that it can benefit my children, perhaps their children, well that kind of thing. I, I yeah. want
0: you to know that I know that it will. Yeah. I, I mean it just does. That is how that works and and I really believe that and I know it and and I think the more that we can be thoughtful about recording things in a way that Are you know be personal, be real, be Mm -hmm. you put it out there, put it on paper. But when I hear about people who want to burn all their journals, like I get that there's some things that what you got to put it in writing and put it down and just to get it out, and Mm -hmm. that maybe I get like once in a while. But I think that it's our obligation and an honor to be able to leave these thoughts and feelings for our posterity and for other people that love us, Mm -hmm. whether we're still alive or it's long gone and generations from now. But that's just there's something really powerful about keeping those records mm-hmm. of going through difficult times we're talking about discouragement yeah. I, i'm with you amanda if i had journal entries from my grandparents that were less about today we did that and today or tomorrow you know yesterday we did this and then mm-hmm. we went here and i visited with a friend what struggles did you have grandma
1: yeah how'd you get through yeah. it That's something I've been really um, thinking about and talking with my husband about a lot actually pertaining to our daughters particularly is what we've been talking about because um, I really want them to be able to have a record and see me for what what it really was is where, you know, today if I'm feeling anxiety or anxious or feeling hopeless, I'm not going to go approach my nine-year-old and say, you know, mom feels really hopeless today. And, and let's talk about let's what that means. Me you know, long it's long just long not, long. <laughs> not, but she also sees, you know, a very high functioning mom that does all the things. And you know, to her in her eyes, I'm perfect and mm-hmm. I do everything and it's perfect. And I, it's effortless. And, and I, although she sees me frustrated, she probably doesn't realize, you know, the times in my life where it has been a struggle. And so Because we've all said, oh man, well, I thought when I'd be an adult, I would be an adult and I would have it all figured out. And then you get there and realize like there's no magic potion for when you become an adult that you're like this whole fully functioning, like super, super woman. That's just not how it is. And so I'm trying to be really careful about not perpetuating that myth that like having Adulthood or being a mom automatically makes you superwoman. And so, with journaling and be in truthful journaling, like you were saying, focusing on feelings, um, on challenges, but more than that, like you were saying, the things that I did, the things I learned to help me overcome those challenges, I can't wait when she, you know, is older or married or whatever her adult life looks like, I can't wait for her to take those journals to read them and and to really know me and know who I was, you know, when I was going through the things she was going through. Because I don't want her to feel alone. I don't want her to feel isolated. I want her to know, you know, where I have been and and what I've learned just to combat that. I just, man, I don't want her to feel isolated in the way that I did. And I wish, I wish with all my heart that I would have reached out more in those times when I felt sad and discouraged and just really like I sucked and reached out to someone who would have, you know, told me that this was normal, that it Mm -hmm. wasn't, there's, there's nothing wrong with me, that these things are very normal emotions to have. And there are ways
2: out of it that there's hope well, and, and it doesn't serve anyone yeah. to walk around pretending that you're perfect. Mm-hmm. And we all, Preach. I mean, I get it. We all want to have pride in our circumstances and put on our best face. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there is something so powerful about being real and acknowledging that there are some pretty tough terrible things, things yeah. out there and tough things that we all have to go through. And you know, I, my mom had this expression when she was younger of, you know, don't air your dirty laundry. And I, and I get that. I get it.
0: Mm-hmm. I get I that. Get yeah.
2: But, but being real and just saying, hey, these are the challenges I've been through. Mm-hmm. This is what you're dealing with. You know, just knowing you're not alone Mm -hmm. because in today's world, we can fake it. We really can. In Mm -hmm. our modern world, we can put on our lipstick and Mm -hmm. and, uh, wash our hair and go fake it to the world. Mm -hmm. And Well, in in a time when we are more connected than ever
1: before, a lot of those things that we're connected with can also cause that isolation. That's right. Sometimes we're not even
2: genuine in the connections we're we're making. Have you read Brene Brown's book about vulnerability? no, but I've heard it's amazing. I'll put it in
0: the show notes. Okay. And then I'm just going to say right now, you're welcome. Okay. I can't wait to read it. No, it's so (laughs) good because you're talking about, we have to be real. We have to be, the the word vulnerable is, is what it is. And when you, when you read it, you will get more, Mm -hmm. uh, you will understand more than you ever have before about the power and the connectivity and the genuine living of life that comes from being vulnerable, mm-hmm. and it's different than your mom's saying of "don't let, let your dirty laundry." Your dirty it's, laundry. Not, it, it's not that. It isn't right. that. It's it's letting your guard down and in, in specific ways to help you to help you connect better with other people because you right. aren't pretending and hiding mm-hmm. behind what is really going on. Right. Because, that, like you said, it serves no one.
2: And here's the lie. The lie is that our, our challenges, our trials have made us weaker. Mm. No, it's the exact opposite. That's our right. challenges and our trials have made us stronger. So this is the moment that I want to share with you, my, one of my favorite quotes. Okay. And it's by the author Elizabeth Gilbert. And she says, the women whom I love and admire for their strength and grace did not get that way because stuff worked out. They got that way because stuff went wrong. Mm-hmm. And they handled it in a thousand different ways on a thousand different days. But they handled it. Those women are my superheroes.
1: I have goosebumps. That's amazing. I love that quote. And I have never heard that quote until today. But that I love that it says, Stuff went wrong. They handled it in a thousand different ways. It doesn't say they handled it in the perfect way the yep. first time. Or
0: the right way. Exactly.
1: Or in the way X, Y, or Z mm-hmm. thought was best. They handled it in a thousand different ways on a thousand different days. That's powerful. Right? Day by day by day. But they handled it. They handled it when I think I think
0: of showing up. Right. Handling it is just show up. Even Mm -hmm. if you don't have a plan, even if you don't know, even if you feel hopeless. Mm -hmm. Right.
2: Just make your bed. Yeah. Lace up, like you said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, she really is listening to
0: the podcast. She's a good one. Oh, I laced up all week.
2: (laughs) That's the reason why. (laughs) Well, there's more. There's, I actually, the reason why that resonated with me is I actually read a book and I, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was like. What was that thing like fifteen years ago? The cleaning lady that told oh. you to empty your kitchen sink?
0: Oh, um, oh, not Marie Kondo.
1: The red oh. hat ladies? Oh, No, I no don't know this one. I'm sorry. I should have had. I that know exactly in what you're talking about. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out, it out and we'll link her, it. Her,
2: You'll put it in the show notes. One of her suggestions is that in the morning you put on your shoes and you lace up mm-hmm. because oh. that's an indication that you know if you need to take the trash out and go outside. Mm-hmm. If you need to go play in the park with your. Child, if you need to get it done, yeah, y- you're ready to do it. That, you put on your shoes that little, and you yeah. up. So when you said that, I know you were talking about working out, but I it brought back that little nugget from mm-hmm. a decade that. ago where yeah. you yes. just you just put on your shoes and you just and you do what needs to be done and you yeah. solve the problems you can solve, and then you continue to work the problems that are in front of you. Yeah. And believe me, I am. I have some burdens that I continue to manage that aren't solvable immediately, Mm -hmm. but I'm still proactive in my approach to them. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Anxiety is not something that's going to go away in my life. My my brain is wired that way, but I have created a lot of strategies and different skills that, that help me to where right now it's not overwhelming my life. It's not the Ever-present thing. It's right. something that it's with me, but it's like it's like I've shrunk it. You know, yeah. I've, it's that it's, it's just, that gross weed that mm. you know I've I've deprived of water, and I've mm-hmm. used my strategies and my thought work and therapy and mm-hmm. all the different things, exercise like Becky yeah. brought up, eating the right things. I mean, there are so many things that you can tackle. Mm-hmm. Especially a mental health issue on a physical front, on an emotional, a mental, and a spiritual front, mm-hmm. and I've I've done all those things. And when I'm not doing those things,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
2: the weed starts to grow a little bit, and it yeah, and it starts to and creep you in. Check yourself, yeah, you do. You have to take your temperature and 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 work and work, work that right? problem. And
1: another thing I like that you have done is, you know, we kind of briefly talked on this, but there is a period of my life where I really experienced like chemical anxiety that was really intense and it was really hard and during that time you totally talked me through that you took your experiences you helped me to know you know it's it's scary if you've ever experienced anxiety and you don't know what you're experiencing it can be really really frightening Mm -hmm. and it was so great to know that someone else had been there that when I was describing like they knew what I was going through and you know, it was something that was present for a period of my life, and um, and I was able to work through it. But I love that you shared your experiences with me because it helped me to be able to work through what I was going through. And so, thank you for being honest about it, for reaching out, and for helping me through that. Because without having you there, that would have been oh my gosh, so much worse to go by. You know, go through it by myself. And I don't know that I would have just reached out and told someone how awful I was feeling. And so you recognized it in me and were able to help me identify it and work through it. And
0: I, that's we've, important. We've talked about this before, but I got to say it again, that, um, that we, we really, part of the reason why we go through, um, certain trials and challenges is because we are supposed to help someone else through mm-hmm. a similar situation, or several people, right. Or bazillions of people. Um, it, it doesn't even matter if it's one person. That's that's enough for you to to feel like you needed to be utilized in someone else's life, to be a blessing in someone else's life, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of going back to the vulnerability thing. It, it takes courage to be open enough to share and say, "Sister, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. This is why." Instead of being like, "Oh, too bad you've got that problem." Listen, I'm I don't have problems. I don't have. Problems, but if I so did, that would I'll pray you for know, you. Right. Right. No, that's. It, we don't build connections that way. No. That we don't strengthen each other that way. So I would encourage anyone who has maybe not thought about it before, or you've been on the fence about it, to just open up. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't. We don't need to air the dirty laundry. That's not what this is about. But right. it's about somebody, opening up
1: in a meaningful way, in yeah. an intentional way, in a way that feels right and good and
2: helpful for you.
0: For sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And here's here's another
2: that. lie that I actually believed at one point. If you have a struggle in your life, if you have a trial, it doesn't make you a failure. There, The entire purpose of our human experiences is to go through these things and to work through it and to learn from it and to share mm-hmm. what we've learned. Because so- otherwise, let's be honest,
1: we'd all just be a big bunch of fat little failures because... Nobody is immune to this. Right, right. Not any person is immune to this, whether you have, you know, a biological component to things you're going through or not. Right. Right. I can't imagine that one person on the earth has not felt despair and has felt hopelessness. Mm -hmm. Well, and did
2: you hear me? Life kicked me in the trash for seven years, but I got up eventually Mm -hmm. and I figured it out. And, you know, if you're in that moment and you're, you've, you're in the pit that you're not alone. And the rest of us have been through something, if not the same, something that, you know, we feel like we got knocked on our, on our butt yeah. and you're not alone. There are some you really get hard out. things. Yeah. there's some really hard things. There's hope.
1: There's always, always hope. And a big part of that hope is reaching out is finding your people is being having actionable things that you could go and do and move forward step by step by step and it will get better and it will get better step by step by step.
0: Can I ask a question mm-hmm. yeah. you had an aha moment you listened mm-hmm. saw a talk um, mm-hmm. a presentation that really made an impact on you mm-hmm. and you said it changed your life. What if someone's listening and they're thinking, good for you that you kind of had that turning point and that aha moment I'm stuck I Mm -hmm. I can't and I'm not planning on that aha moment because it's not coming and I'm not feeling it what would you advise someone in terms of baby steps like what's Mm -hmm. something actionable and small and doable that can help someone who's feeling a little bit like
2: They don't know where to start. Right. And And then they feel like they have nothing to...
0: Right. And that that a turning point is a far Mm. cry from... Yeah. yeah.
2: So it's funny that you asked that question because as I was considering that turning point in my life, I went home and I told my husband about what I had had, um, experienced. And it's so funny because we've used the strategy before, but he got out the forks in our drawer. Okay. And he set them out and he said, okay, I want you to tell me what are four things... And he like put four forks in front of me, so mm-hmm. it was like this tangible thing that I could like yeah. hold on to.
0: Object lesson, yeah, kind husband? of, yeah. He's yeah. Amazing, yeah, he really is. I know I'm he's so a good one. He's yeah, a good of, one.
2: Of course, he is. So he said, "What are four things that you can do right now to to put this into place, to change your circumstances, hmm. or to change your perspective?" Wow! And I told him, and I and I. It's funny that I knew, yeah. I knew in my head what I could do or possibilities. Mm-hmm. I had I had some thoughts about possibilities that would really help me. Mm-hmm. Are you going to share them? But he helped me to articulate Are we going to hear the those. four fork things? Well... Or at least one of them? Okay. Like, well, I, give will, an example. I will share you the four things, but as I share them, they might be different for oh, any for given sure. I person. I would hope that they are different, right? right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the end of... So I just had my fourth baby. And at the end of that, I knew that physically... I needed to get myself back into shape. And I'm not talking about like down to my pre-marriage weight. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about I was physically beat down as Mm -hmm. an individual. And I knew that I needed to start really eating healthy and to get some exercise plan in place so that physically I could come back to a much better state with myself. Mm -hmm. Just being healthy and strong. And Mm – Your self-esteem goes up when you're doing what you can physically. Mm-hmm. It's like you feel empowered. It's yeah. just it just happens. It just happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I knew that that needed to take place. Now, mm-hmm. I was at the end of a pregnancy, but I think every single person benefits from you know, if if you feel like you could be physically healthier, mm-hmm. it enhances your your brain yeah. it enhances your spirit it enhances your ability to function in the world your ability to take care of those around you it is so true it's and a huge it could be thing. i
0: gotta say a walk around the block mm-hmm. it, yeah. anything something yeah
2: yeah and i also knew that i needed to take care of like my my personal spiritual habits because mm-hmm. I think I was kind of in that space where I was like binge watching Netflix and I, I well, that
1: goes to, that speaks to looking outside yourself really. Right. right. And, and so if you're not, if you're not a spiritual person, um, that, that might mean, I don't know, meditation, Meditation, it might just something that
2: takes, you know, that takes you outside of yourself. Definitely. Right. And so spiritually, I, I put into place some, some habits. Mm -hmm. I created Mm -hmm. a plan, some habits, um, The fourth one is I made. um, I kind of was proactive about making some friendships and connections because I was I was pretty isolated and and I just didn't have people. And right now in my life, I have I have people, and Mm -hmm. I it it's amazing. Even when you don't talk on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. having those people that you feel understood by, that you know see the best in you, you know that it. It makes a difference. You don't even have to talk to them, but just knowing that you, know you have that support back. system, mm-hmm. yes. yeah, it's a huge thing. And I, I realize that that's not always easy for people to come by. And I actually think that's one of the, that's the magic of this podcast is that we are your support system. We right. can be your village. We, we are here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the one thing that I thought if if there's something that I could share. With whoever's listening is they're not alone they're not alone in in this life and in these challenges, yeah, I wanted them to know that because you know that's a really loneliness and and not feeling like you have people or you have places um is is a tough thing, but I was proactive in that moment, and I went and sought it out, and I know that when when you do that people present themselves opportunities present themselves it It does sometimes you
1: you can be putting off a little bit of a negative vibe if you're if you're not in that place where you're feeling super hopeful and open and you may be putting off a vibe that is telling people to stay away without even realizing it just because you're retreating so far into yourself Yeah. yeah and so maybe just making that intentional effort to put out the vibe or whatever like that you
2: were yeah. ready for friendship, mm-hmm. right? And if you feel awkward about like, hey, let's go to lunch, you could like well, we put, would it, all feel awkward put it in the context that, I mean. of a of doing something, like start a book club or a mama group or a yeah. exercise. You use, you know. your Honestly, <laughs> use your kids. Honestly, I cannot yeah, tell you wonderful. how many
1: times I've used my kids and been like, my kid would really like a play date with your one-year-old who doesn't speak. That's what they told me last night. So let's head to the park with some some neaters and make this happen. Right? Yeah.
0: Are you really speaking from your own personal experience? Or Yes, absolutely I am. Okay, and now
2: hold on. I have to share my fourth one because oh, okay. um, I realized that some of the things that I used to do often – I hadn't been doing because I was like stuck in this pit. Right. And so I was keeping myself in the pit. So I. That's not
1: productive. Right.
2: (laughs) I, I realized that I am very filled up if I get out in nature. And if I am, if I.
1: It's like, wow. That is my love
0: (laughs) language. Especially on a fall crisp autumn day. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right.
2: And, and we weren't really in a place where we could, You know, travel. It would have been fantastic to go see the you know fjords in Norway and Mm. and you know glean from the glacier of you know Iceland. Iceland, ah, but my homeland. It wasn't (laughs) happening in that moment, but there there are beautiful parks around. There were mountains we -hmm. could hike in. There were you know just getting out and getting fresh air and being. I think there's actually a study that if you spend 30 Mm -hmm. minutes outside every day, it increases your personal happiness. It does. And it has to do with
1: like tactile touching, like the touching of dirt. So it could even be gardening. There's something having Mm -hmm. to do with minerals and nitrates or something in dirt that is supposed to be very healing, you know, gardening or taking a walk. I mean, just there's lots of ways to accomplish that. That's really cool. It makes a lot of Cre- sense. Create a garden.
0: Oh, hey. Bringing it full circle. With compassion for oh, yourself. Oh, there she And goes.
1: compassion for your vegetables. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Be patient with your vegetables. Oh, it oh, takes man. them time to
0: grow. <laughs> wow, you oh, guys. Can hold the whole thing it, all together in nice a Nice little bell. bow on the oh, end. Well, this has done. just
1: been wonderful.
0: I, it's been wonderful. And I also want to say, and notice that I said and, not but. Like, yeah, you don't that you left out the qualifier. Say, but but you'll see what I mean, right? But. And <laughs> and um it it kind of feels like it can be a heavy topic. It's mm-hmm. not a fun thing to talk about, and that's why we wanted to talk about it because it needs
1: to be addressed. And so um, I just hope there's someone I, out there who's listening, who is breathing a sigh of relief right, just right. from knowing the things that we've all been through and knowing like, sister, we got you. We have been there. I'm sure we're going to be there again and then you're going to have our back. This is just the cycle of womanhood that is such a blessing if we let it be.
0: That's what it is. And I feel like there's a chance that um, some of you might want to connect with amanda and because i know i would because she's (laughs) fantastic you've been connecting with her for 10 years i just
1: love her to death if you
0: feel like you just have a message you want to get out to amanda um or more
1: questions or or clarify anything or expound
0: upon it she's not really so much into social media per se Mm -hmm. but if you truly if you want to reach out to amanda Email podcast at beckyhiggins.com. That is just, that's our email mm-hmm. address. We will forward every message that we get for Amanda about Amanda to Amanda.
1: Amanda. And I bet <laughs> yeah. if you ask really nicely, she would be happy. Oh, she'll respond. To respond to Oh, you. absolutely. She, I wish she could also make you the meal that she fed us tonight. Or but. cook you a dinner. Also a good thing. Also
2: a, a good thing. <laughs> if I could interject, it's really funny that they praise me on my ability to cook a meal because there have been times where I've had so much anxiety about you know people around me that I thought oh I could send them a meal to and I actually was like what would they like to eat what if they don't like what I cook Mm. I I I went into a tailspin of no kidding of doubt a little frenzy of doubt being like my offering wouldn't be good enough wow and Come on. Come on. I mean, are you kidding? Come on. Can I just
1: even say any dinner is a good dinner? In fact, Becky Higgins one time brought me a frozen stromboli. Is that what it's called? I didn't. Oh, you sure did. Am I not going to get credit for the full Thanksgiving
0: meal? Oh, Oh, well,
1: she brought uh, me that too. But one time you had a generous thought. Oh. literally at Costco oh. on a busy day. Do you remember that? Oh, I don't so like really you know bring me, brought, like, brought like a, prepared a frozen prepared food. awesomeness. Oh, I'm so and, nice. And you have made me a full turkey <laughs> dinner. But you've also brought me the frozen deliciousness from Costco. And you know what? Oh. I was equally grateful for both of those. Well, then I'm going to see And who the heck time. can't buy a frozen meal at Costco, I ask you? Never
0: suppress a generous thought. Yes. Yep. Oh, Amanda, thank you so much. Thank you for being here for being who you are and for sharing the way that you shared. Like truly I I feel touched and I just have a feeling that there's that I'm not alone and feeling touched by what you shared. So
2: well, you. I love I loved being here, so thank you. You're amazing. Ask me again. <laughs>
1: we sure will. I have we all might. kinds of <laughs> pearls of
2: wisdom that I I can share.
1: Cannot wait to impart. And thank you to our sponsor, MyHeritage.com. And I think they tie in so beautifully to this episode because when I started learning about my family history and where I came from, being able to learn and connect with ancestors, it totally gives me strength. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I can kind of borrow their resilience and it was so fun to learn about the stories of my ancestors that's
0: so cool and it really is when you get in there and you get started and you start making the connections with your family tree and with the others who are in there you realize it is about so much more than names and dates and so we can't wait for you guys to discover that for yourself thank you my heritage thank you guys for being here and we will see you next week see you next time bye bye. <laughs> This is cultivate a good life episode. Wow, I don't even know.
1: I was like, she's gonna say episode seven. <laughs> no, I it's mean it's episode, episode 11. eleven. Okay.
0: Well, as we dive into what is that screen? What is that? Okay, I feel better.
1: Oh, I don't. That's a new one too. No,
0: wait, what? No, it's not. That's normal. That's no, exactly that's crazy. not normal. What are you talking about? Yes, it is.